welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today's episode 96, and it's entitled Your Crazy Leprechaun Thinking. Now, we've talked plenty about the positive side of like the voice in your head, per se. We've talked plenty about following the Spirit. We've talked plenty about following this inner guidance, following this beautiful feeling that we have. But today I want to talk about the other side of that. And, and why do I want to do that? Because when we start noticing and we start recognizing, most of our thinking is not very helpful. I was reading this book. It's by a man named Ken Roberts, and it's called A Rich Man's Secret. And in there, one of the things he talks about is how most of our thinking isn't very helpful. Now, as I really sat and thought about that, I've really seen that. I mean, think about even right now, like out of all the thoughts that you've had today, or if it's early in the morning yesterday, how many of them were actually helpful? Every day we have so many thoughts that go through our heads and the majority of them are not helpful. Now, even before I'd read this book, I wrote, at least it's written right now in one of the book that I've been writing. I have my mentor character talking to the main character of the story. And he's asking the character about some of the thoughts that he's having. And he basically says something to the extent of, oh, well, you know, the the thought tells me that I'm too old, but it also tells me I'm too young. And the mentor character kind of laughs about that. And he's like, well, do you know, like, do you see that? So the same voice tells you the exact two different things. And he does. Now, like, in a, in a spiritual sense, like, where I think plenty of this thinking comes from is really the adversary and all of his minions. But I want to keep this really simple today. It's only by recognizing our thinking and recognizing that it's not ours. I I used to think that most of my thinking came from God. And there's probably, there's probably a decent part of me that still does. Like I'm, I'm so worried about missing like an inspiration or a revelation or an insight that I start scanning. You know, I start analyzing my thoughts, analyzing the things that I'm thinking of. I mean, especially, you know, as single people, I mean, we have all kinds of people say stuff to us. Well, even in our heads, we have all kinds of stuff come through our heads. I mean, for me personally, one of the biggest ones was I didn't think I could be happy being single. Like, I truly believed that. Now, that's lessened, but that's even there a little bit today because it's not what I want. But the more that I focus on 
I can't be happy being single. That just doesn't make sense. And most of your thoughts, when you really look at them, they won't make sense. Now, where this comes from, this crazy leprechaun thinking, is actually from a Simpsons episode. There's a Simpsons episode where Ralph, who's kind of like this this uh, character that's uh, really dumb and says a lot of dumb things, he has this leprechaun show up on his on his shoulder. And the leprechaun's like, I laddie, burn the house down, burn them all. Well, every one of us has all kinds of crazy thoughts. So funny enough, I just did an interview with a friend of mine, and we were kind of talking about these in, in a different way. But, you know, she said how, you know, one of the thoughts that people sometimes have is, is running a person over with their car. Now, I don't believe that thought would come from a good place. But I think most people have had that thought that comes in their mind and they say, well, where does this come from? I'm a good person. This shouldn't be here. Why am I having this thought? Well, you're having this thought because you're a spiritual being having a human experience and because we have exterior influences on us. I mean, every one of us, we really, we really do. I, I know it's kind of, you know, jokingly in movies said that people hear voices. We do hear voices, but they're more like thoughts. They're like these tiny, tiny thoughts. But most of them don't help us out at all. There's a, there's a song by Philip Phillips that says, Pay no attention to the voices, they fill you with fear. Well, every one of us have, we have those thoughts that come through our head that fill us with fear, that, that fill us with doubt. God will never speak to you through doubt or fear. He's promised us that in the scriptures. It says, look unto me in every thought, doubt not, fear not. He doesn't have to go through the back door by giving you a subtle thought. You know, and plenty of these crazy leprechaun thoughts are just, they kind of get you spun up. And if they can get you latched onto one thought, then they go to another thought and another thought and another thought. And the most important thing to understand is most of your thoughts don't come from God. You, you know when I hear real thought or like real um, fresh thought, let's call it, an inspiration is when I get quiet. You know, in this book, A Rich Man's Secret, he talks about, you know, the best way to solve anything is just, he says, how is now? And basically just getting quiet and being present in the moment. I heard something else in the, in the scriptures today that I was listening to. You know, and it basically said how every one of us has a choice how we want to live our lives. So there's not necessarily one way that you have to live your life, even though sometimes that's what this, this little voice can tell you. What I've seen is the further that I dig into this, the further that I dig into, okay, why am I having this thought? Well, Sidney Banks, the Scottish mystic, just described it as contaminated thought. And that might be 
that might be a very simple way to look at it. What is your only job when you have thoughts come through your head that aren't serving you? Just noticing them. It's noticing them, but it's noticing them in a way that you don't give it any attention. An analogy that I'll use with people is imagine that there was a little kid, you know, your niece and or nephew or kid hiding behind a little trash can in your room and you could totally see them. And you're trying to work on something at the same time. And you look over and you're, you can be like, oh, you're like, I see you. You're right there. Get out. But that takes away your energy. You can also get mad at them and say, I see you. You're right there. Get out. But there's a third option. And this is the one that I find most helpful. Oh, I see you. You're right there. Get out. When you begin to recognize your thought for what it is, as not necessarily you know, commands from Heavenly Father. You know, those have a different flavor. There's almost an urgency to thought, to our crazy leprechaun thinking. There's an urgency, there's an insistence, oh, you got to do this right now. Whereas I have had those moments with the Spirit, but it's been very, very, very few, and it's been very direct. It's generally something like, hey, stop that. (laughs) Well, guess what? If you're crazy leprechaun thinking, which I think it's somewhat of a mixture of our our personal mind, our personal thinking, our circumstances, and the adversary. It's a little bit of both. I, I I don't think there's a way to necessarily dissect it, and I don't think we need to. We can just sum it up to crazy leprechaun thinking. The only goal of our, our crazy leprechaun thinking is to stop you from starting. Or it's even to stop you when you're in the motion. And we have these moments when we really begin to get into flow. And all of a sudden we have these thoughts that come to us that scare us, that make us fearful. Any thought that takes you away from doing something that you're loving and being productive at generally is not coming from Heavenly Father. You can often know that you have a real insight, something that you're seeing for the first time, a new revelation, a new way to look at things. When you're almost like, whoa, even a little version of that or, oh, is so much different than, oh, wait a second. What was that? Oh, did I, did did I lock the door? Oh, I got to go do that. And you go and check the door and it's totally locked. Our crazy leprechaun thoughts just distract us from completing our missions here on this earth. 
they, they distract us. And the other thing that came up um, was really cool in this interview was how suffering is actually a suffering is just a pointer. If I'm sitting and I'm doing something and if I'm not enjoying it, and especially if it's not what I'm supposed to be doing, that is simply that beautiful feeling that inside of us telling me to stop. We are so perfectly made. When we're meant to go forward, it's like a green light and it's a beautiful feeling. And when we're meant to stop, it's like an off feeling. Like I had this instance, even just yesterday, where I'd gone to the temple and I'd had a beautiful, beautiful morning. And sometimes the way I find when I do stuff like that, it's almost like the adversary works on me harder that day. Try to try to prevent me from going another time. And so there was a moment I was just, I, I had this interview. It was yesterday that the actual interview took place. But I had this, this moment last night where I was just sitting there and I was, I was just feeling a bit off. And, and my immediate thought was, oh, well, let's go play video games. Like I wanted to get rid of this thought. I wanted to make it go away. But it, well, and, and it wasn't a thought, it was a feeling. Like the feeling was feeling uncomfortable, feeling a bit off. The thought that came into my mind was, hey, go, go play a game. Now that doesn't actually usually, usually leave me feeling that great. I know that sounds kind of funny, but it, it's just one of those habits I've developed over time. It doesn't have the pull on me it used to. But every one of you have those immediate vices, per se, that come to your mind and says, hey, go do this. This will make you feel better. And then you go do it and you actually feel worse. You know, I had a friend that he shared with me one time. This was, this was many, many, many years ago. He shared with me how the adversary worked on him. And he basically said, he's like, Joseph, before I do something, the adversary tells me I'm not a man. And after I do it, he tells me I'm worthless. That is such a beautiful example of how this works. When your thinking is beginning to rush, it is a time to slow down. It is not a time to speed up. It is not a time to make any huge, huge decisions. It's a time to slow down. You know, I believe that every one of us are here on this earth for a special purpose. And I know some of you guys don't believe the next thing I'm going to say, which is totally fine. But I really do believe there's an adversary. And I do believe he's got an entire third of the host of heaven that were ever meant to come to earth. That are messing with us all the time. Now, if you don't believe that, that's fine. But I just don't believe that my own mind is going to tell me actively that 
I have a thought that I suck. You know, I first heard this quote from Michael Neal, even though it's, it's somebody else's quote, I believe. But it says, the voice of God does not think you suck. There's a great song by a lady named Cecil. It's just called Slow Down. I'm going to read something from the Rich Man's Secret, or A Rich Man's Secret by Ken Roberts. And he says, Those thoughts that rush through your mind and everyone's mind are not ours. We do not create them. They come from somewhere outside us, not knowing or even suspecting this. We take them to be our own individual self made thoughts. We believe we are these thoughts. What's wrong with believing that we create them is that we carry these horrendous thoughts, this beast, around at all times, believing that we are it. Then the character asks this mentor figure, So what do I do about these thoughts you speak of? I have to think. Yes, dear, you do. We all do. But you must begin to think in a new way. You must begin to think differently than you do now. How? It's the most simple yet most profound idea you have ever heard. You must begin to watch your thoughts. But I know what I'm thinking, he replied. Do you know that you have the most worried look on your face right now? And that your leg is bouncing up and down? That's what the man used to call being, er, being lost in thought. And that type of hypnosis is how most people live their entire lives. That hypnosis and abiding by what the beast in our head constantly tells us is how this poor world operates. Wars, fights, lawsuits, neighbor against neighbor, crime, fear, and anxiety are a result of listening to those beastly thoughts and believing we are them. Shakespeare said, sleep no more. This is what he meant by that. That hypnosis that we're under keeps us forever running in circles, like the donkey chasing a carrot. This entire process is insidious. So I looked up that word, and it actually says, like, crafty. You know, these thoughts just kind of, they, they eek in there, they just creep in there. In the tiniest of crack, and then they try to expand. So we all get caught up in our thinking all the time. So what is it? What is there to do? Well, Sidney Banks, the Scottish mystic, said basically do nothing. Just be. And, and even in the scriptures, it says, be still and know that I am God. When we are still, we allow the next thing to come through us. See, what these thoughts really want us to do 
is they want us to fight them. They want us to go searching. They want us to get curious. Well, why am I having this thought? Why am am I having this thought that I should run that person off the road? Well, because we have thoughts. (laughs) Because because of the adversary, like, all, all these reasons I've described before. But thinking anything bad about yourself for any particular thought that you have just doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't serve you at least. I mean, it was, it was profound for me when I heard that um, Joseph Smith, he was an early prophet for our church. He said well, the first time that he prayed out loud, he had a bunch of immoral images come to his mind. Why would that happen? Well, it happened so he would get scared and distracted to leave what he was focused on. And from that prayer came the most amazing things ever. Why is it that you have thoughts come through your head that don't make any sense? Because they're meant to distract you. They're meant to mess with you. And you know what I see? Is these thoughts just keep ramping up and ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. So for me personally, what I've seen is the thoughts that come to my mind, the ones that are meant to distract me, there's there's almost this order. It's like if one of the biggest ones it hasn't got me about something I was about a traumatic experience in my life. Then it'll move to a next one and a next one and a next one and a next one. However, if I stand next to you or it better yet, if, if somebody stood next to me and they're like, Joseph, you're fat, Joseph, you're ugly, Joseph, you're whatever, Joseph, you're, you know, I, I insert whatever distracting thoughts that you have there. Or Joseph, are you on the right path? Joseph, is this really where you're supposed to be? Joseph, are you sure that that other thing that that you were going to do isn't the right path? The reason I call this crazy leprechaun thinking is because the voice begins to get very clever. I mean, so much so that when we fight it, it just, it can get rough. The best thing to do with this voice is leave it alone. We simply recognize it. Oh, I see you. You're right there. So back to my thought of if, if you stood next to me and you're just like, Joseph, you're fat, ugly, you're not on the right track, etc. And if I simply sat there and I said, oh, there's the thought that I'm not on the right track. There's the thought that I'm... Ah, there's the thought that I'm whatever. Okay. What was I in the process of doing in that moment that the crazy leprechaun thinking is seeking to distract me from doing? Do you know what I've seen in my life? The better I get, the better the voice gets. One thing that 
I say to people is, you know, there's that 10,000 hour rule. Well, the adversary is working on his 10,000 year rule. You can call it just crazy leprechaun thinking if that just works for you, but there really is like all this thinking that we have. And, and even in the three principles understanding, which I talk about, Sidney Banks talks about it as our, our own personal thinking. It just has a different feel guys. Like if you're feeling urgent, if you're feeling like you have to go do something, but you don't feel good about it. Here's what I honestly do. When I have a thought, if it's something I'm not sure if I'm supposed to do, or if it's a distracting thought, I simply say a quick prayer and ask, Heavenly Father, and if it's the right thing, I will feel peace. And then I just have to go do it. But this this voice is so clever. Like, this thinking is so clever. Because what it does is, it, you know, it starts telling us stuff. It's like, we get this yucky feeling. And we're thinking, oh, this isn't a good feeling. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the spirit telling you that this is good. It just, it just feels bad because you don't want to do it. I've had that one. If it doesn't feel good, it's not from Heavenly Father. And, and let me pause. It, it's not Heavenly Father telling you to go forward. Because this crazy leprechaun thinking can give us all kinds of thoughts. But I do believe that it's Heavenly Father that helps with the feelings. So he can, and maybe even, and maybe even I'd go so far to say controls the feelings. Because if I feel good about something, I can go forward. If I don't feel good about it, I don't have to. I, I really do believe that that scripture I quoted before was God giving us permission to ask him about any thought that we have. Hey, I want to do my best to follow you. Is this coming from you? And if it's not, you're not going to feel peace. Once again, it ramps these up. I mean, there's a phenomenal book. It's called The Screwtape Letters. And that book talks all about how the adversary and this crazy leprechaun thinking work with each of us. And one of those big thoughts that I feel the, that the adversaries use the most on me is you're so late. Come on, Joseph, you're 38 years old and you're not where you want to be in many areas of your life. If only you would have done better years ago, you'd be so much better off. Those thoughts aren't helpful and they're not meant to help. They're meant to stop me because it doesn't matter where you're at. There's a phenomenal talk by a man named Clark Gilbert that says it's called Becoming More in Christ and then semicolon the parable of the slope. And one of the things that I love that he talks about in there is it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter where you're at in this moment. There is nothing helpful about thinking about your past for very long. One of the analogies that came to me is looking at it as a file cabinet. Well, yes, I have a file cabinet in my room, 
Would it do me very good to blame it for my life? Well, it's because of what's in the file cabinet that I can't move forward. That sounds ridiculous, right? But we really do. We get involved. We get engaged in these feelings of of thinking about our past and, oh, if only I was better. If only I wouldn't have married that person. If only I insert whatever your big thing is here. If only I would have got my stuff together earlier in life, then I'd be married. You know, last week we talked about how even if you had, it wouldn't be what you think it would be. It never is. All these are is lies. These are like, these are all lies to just get you focused on them instead of moving forward. One of the things I often say is, I forgive myself for my past, whether it was years ago or a moment ago. Oh, well, I use it to learn from. I can't do a single thing about anything that I've done even up to this morning, even up till this second. I can do nothing about that. We are taught that there is no hope. We are taught that there is no way forward. And we were taught that there is no way to change. I mean, we even have stupid sayings like, you can't, treat, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, if that's not crazy leprechaun thinking, I don't know what is. This may sound funny, but the thing that I've seen, at least for me, that the adversary tries to do more than anything is pretend he's the voice of God. And I think any person that's really trying to just do good things and be a good person I would say that's the way that he probably works on you. Why? Because he can get you, he can try and get you to doubt. He can try and get you to say, "Well, is this what I do? I need to do that? Is this is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this what I'm supposed to do?" Guys, honestly, if I had a dollar for every time I asked that question. I think I'd probably be a millionaire. (laughs) What's the way that he works on you? When you get quiet, the answer will come. As I mentioned before, one of the thoughts that I've had is that it comes to me is you can't be... You can't be, uh, if you're not married, you can't be happy. Or you can't be married unless you're happy. Yeah, you can't be happy unless you're married. Other ones are, well, Joseph, what's the point of building an awesome life if you have no one to share it with? That's one that got me for years. And still a little bit does. Because there is truth to that. Like, I, I want to have the, per, the girl of my dreams in my life to be able to share my life with her. But that thought doesn't serve me. I mean, and, and the other thought that actually does come from the spirit when I have that thought is, well, if you work right now, then you're going to be able to enjoy that married life a lot more. And, and I do see truth in that thought. 
There's a great song by Stephen Curtis Chapman called Glorious Unfolding. And in there, there's a quote that says, take a rest from the fight. Don't try to figure it out. When you were in the heat of battle with your crazy leprechaun thinking, just stop. There is no amount of thinking about your thinking and analyzing your thinking that is ever going to take you anywhere good. You're just going to take yourself further and further down the rabbit hole. Now, sometimes we think, you know, things like, well, I'm having a repetitive thought. That means that this is important, that I have to take care of that. If you're having a repetitive thought, you will not feel angst. If it's a repetitive thought that you need to do something about, you will feel peace. Especially when you're asking the question and saying, hey, is this what you want for me? But my, but my recommendation is, there's a, there's a quote from a How I Met Your Mother episode that says, when it's 2 a.m., just go home. When you're caught up in your thinking, just go home. What is home? Home is back to presence. Home is back to that beautiful feeling. Stop thinking about whatever you're thinking about and go do something that you love. Go do something that you enjoy. Go do something that relaxes you. Because what a lot of times we do is we want to drill down further and further and further into the thought. But a thought built on a lie can go in infinitely because there's no truth to hang it on to. And you're just going to get further and further down into your thinking. You know, I'm sitting here trying to think about some of the things that you guys particularly might be struggling with and some of the thoughts that come to you. Oh, one is, I don't know what I want to do. Well, you don't have to figure out what you want to do forever. Just what do you want to do now? What do you want to try playing the piano? Do you want to try playing guitar? I mean, even... Even if just for a moment, try. I don't know how. Or, or something along those lines of, well, I don't know what to do. This book, it, it has a great quote on it. It says, take the first step, no more, no less, and the next will be revealed. Stop worrying about taking infinite steps. Because we, we ask that question as well as, well, where am I going? Where is this path going? Where is it going to lead me? I remember a time I, I, I went out with this girl and we'd gone out a few times and we'd had a really good time together. And within not very long at all, I was asking, okay, so where is this going? <laughs> I didn't, I don't know if I didn't want to waste my time or if I was scared. I don't know where that thought came from. Instead of just enjoying the moment, the only thing you can do is get back to the present moment. I want to read a couple more excerpts from this book. You know, he's talking about entering this new life, and he says, you, how, To enter this new life, however, you must take the first step. Cease worrying about who you were and who you may someday become. Bury the dead past and trust not the future. Stay here. Rarely will you meet a person who is here. Most are sadly lost to regrets about the past and fears of the future. 
lost to the ordinary anxious thoughts that imperil our existence. Only by staying here can you ever change. Yeah, there's another point in the book where he talks something about how most people are locked up in their past or their future, you know, a past of regrets, and then, you know, thinking about all the things they could do in the future. But nobody's living in the present, in this moment where you can be instructed. I'm going to switch a couple words in this next part, but he says, Your thinking is not the friend you now believe it to be. It is a mere machine that tosses out thoughts incessantly, mechanically. But you are neither your mind nor its myriad of thoughts and emotions. They cannot open the door. If they could, they would have done so. Um, the door he talks about is like the door of knowledge, the door of wisdom. Here's an important part. He says, Do not struggle to understand the thoughts you observe. Be only watchful of them. Treat them as the outsiders and intruders they are. Say to yourself, Oh, look at that angry thought, etc. Become the uninvolved bystander. An indescribable, an indescribable new life awaits you as you do this. We spend most of our time in our thinking. I mean, even if you think about a date or something that you recently went on, you're probably more wrapped up in your thinking than in being present with the person. Oh, what do I say? What do I do? What are they thinking of me? Do I have, do I have lettuce in my teeth? We spend so much more time thinking about what to do than actually doing it. When you are engaged in motion, especially working towards a worthwhile cause, that's when you're going to have the inspirations. But when you get a thought that makes you kind of squinch your eyes, like, huh? That doesn't leave you feeling joyful and happy. It's probably just a crazy leprechaun thought. And you don't have to, you don't have to do anything with it. You just observe it. Oh, I see you. You're right there. I want you guys to think about what you've thought about as I've, as I've shared today, what is it that's been your crazy leprechaun thinking? And especially, here's another question. What's been your crazy leprechaun thinking that may have even looked like it was coming from God? And once again, if it doesn't leave you feeling peace, it's not a message from God. There is a beauty, there is a peace, there is a joy when we receive those messages. I one time heard a person say, God could give you the worst news in the world and you'd be fine. Why? Because when you had that worst news in the world, you would be at peace. Now, you probably have those things in your life that don't make sense that you feel peace about. Trust that. So, once again... What is there to do with your crazy leprechaun thinking? Absolutely nothing. Except be still and go back home. Return home. Return to the place of the Spirit. Return to this beautiful feeling. One thing that I've found helpful lately to do that is just turning on some you know, beautiful instrumental music and just kind of picturing and allowing myself to settle and visualizing my day. 
you know, it doesn't matter at what point of the day, even like just, it's just getting you settled back home. And a lot of times the adversary is like, well, you can, you'll do better tomorrow (laughs) when it's only like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, well, why can't I just do better now? What do, how do I want my afternoon to appear today? How do I want the next hour to go? So once again, the crazy leprechaun thinking can work in all kinds of different ways. Start recognizing and noticing it for what it is. Because for me personally, noticing that my thinking I didn't really control, I can influence it, but I don't necessarily control it was one of the most helpful things that I've ever seen. So once again this week, just start paying attention and noticing, okay, how did that thought make me feel? Did it make me feel urgent, rushed? Um, Did something about it just feel a bit off? If so, that's just your crazy leprechaun thinking. And just become become more aware of this, and it will begin to change your life Because the more you recognize the crazy leprechaun thinking, the more you're going to, and the more especially you don't let it bother you, the more your mind is going to be settled and quiet and able to hear the inspirational messages that your God is trying to send you. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here. But that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.